Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have on two super awesome guests. You might recognize one from earlier this week. We have A Home is Where the Art Is, and that is a a group effort by Pennsylvania-born recording and performing artist Amber Nadine and New York native actor Dan Griffin. They have partnered together with Gift Horse Brewing Company to bring Nashville-styled songwriters rounds to Pennsylvania. With hopes of gaining traction for local artists in the area, they're calling it Home is Where the Art Is and setting up special networking opportunities so that artists and audience members can have a better connection with each other. They host a songwriter's round every third Thursday of the month at Gift Horse in downtown New York from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to come check it out. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, doing well. Happy to be here. Yeah. So uh, tell me, where did this idea come from? Where did it start for you? Um, so basically it happened, uh, almost exactly a year ago. Um, so just the other week we had the CPMAs, um, Mm -hmm. and it actually started from last year's CPMAs. We were on our way home from it and, um, you know, I, I I was just ranting a lot. I don't know why. I I was just like going off talking about a lot of things. She was just patiently sitting there listening, probably waiting for me to, you know, (laughs) just, just shut up or something probably. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, it just kind of like dawned on me. So like between our two respective careers, we've both had people coming up to us being like, Oh, like you're so great. You should be in Nashville or you're so great. You should be in Hollywood or Broadway, stuff like that. And it's like, well, it's really nice sentiment and everything. It, it kind of like hit me of like, well, if we're that good, why do we have to leave? Mm. Why can't we be good here for people here? And, you know, when, when I, I said that, um, you know, it really like resonated with her too. And that's when we just kind of started getting the idea of like doing something local, uh, working with, you know, artists locally um, because there is an insane amount of talent in this area. So, um, you know. It just kind of that, – that's really where it spawned from. And so where did it go from there? Um, For several months, nowhere. Um. <laughs> we like to sit on things and let them marinate for a little bit. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, not procrastination whatsoever. No, not, not at all. all. Um, no, it literally was just um, one of those things where it was just, you know, big talk, you know, like uh, a lot of things in life. Um, but um, eventually – it, we just kind of got to the point where we looked at each other. We're like, yeah, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had a really good rapport with uh, Mick and Jason, the co-owners of Gift Horse, and they're super awesome people. And we're like, this is where we want to try and take it, you know, because uh, the cool thing with Gift Horse is their local brewing company. They, uh, with the way that their uh, liquor licenses, they only do – PA beers and liquors and everything. Mm. So they're also very localized. Yeah, very localized. And so it, it really fit in with the vibe. Plus, you know, just um, knowing the place and knowing everybody that we know there, um, it, it was a good, like, safe place. Like, you know, everybody's really cool, really chill. You never have to feel self conscious there or anything. So a place that, you know, we wanted to really uh, help build that atmosphere. So. Yeah. No, I'm so happy you're like, well, let's just do it because that's all you really got to do in life. Yeah. Is say, oh, well, let's just do it. Yeah. No, exactly. Oh. Mick and Jason, too, like the, the whole crew at Gift Horse, they're really good, too, at supporting what we want to do with it in the mm. sense that, like, they help us turn it into kind of that whole listening room experience. You don't, you're not just background noise on mm-hmm. the home is where the art is night. It's literally like people are there listening, watching, paying attention to the stories that our artists are telling. And that really means a lot to us that they back us up with that. So. Yeah. Cool. So is it like, kind of like a theater setup where there's a stage and there's like people like the seating is directed towards it or? I'm, Not really. No, no it's um. <laughs> so it's a really, because we started this in January, of course, we've been inside. Uh, so far we're hoping weather pending april will be our first time outside april 20th um plugging that now for first of probably several times but um <laughs> yes no we've been doing it inside and they have um the uh at the front of their space um they have these like w- alcoved window seats and we literally just set the artists up in there and uh so it's a regular uh 
bar setup inside, um, which kind of in a sense makes it all the more uh, awesome that people are like turning in a non-natural way to listen to the music, to watch the music, pay attention to everything. Mm. Um, instead of it, like you were saying, if it was a theater, everybody's already directed that way. No, people are directing themselves that way to pay attention and listen. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what was it like to get put together the first one? Hectic, scary. Um, but There was a lot of praying involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, very rewarding. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an awesome lineup. Um, Amber herself kicked it off. Um, we had uh, Marisa Porter, Soji, uh, Chris Sheeler, and Casey Walton all with it. And um, they all loved being a part of it. Uh, the, the venue, everybody that was there watching, they loved it. Um, you know, and it, it was a nice um, uh, sense of like, yeah, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is a thing. This wasn't just like you know, two crazy kids who have some wacky idea. Idea. Um, no, this is real. This works. Yeah. Um, so it really helped build that confidence moving forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, we can actually do this. Like we did this once. We can do it again. Yeah, and, and the really neat thing, and this this kind of ended up happening by accident in a sense, because like for our first one, we um we kind of handpicked people to be a part of it. Um, like now we have a submission form, um, uh, like listed on our socials and that for the artist. Um, but uh, that first one we we had to handpick it because you know it, it, that's it, what you got to do when you start yeah. something out. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, it it was just really neat with three of the five were York native. Mm. Um, so having it start in York and having more than half of the uh, our opening cast being York natives just kind of was an extra special thing for it too. So why in York as opposed to elsewhere? Um, I can make the joke saying, "Well, I'm too lazy to drive anywhere else," um, but that's clearly not true. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just um, <laughs> you know I, I live in York, and um, you know with Gift Tours being right downtown, and the rapport we had with them, it just was like a no brainer to start there. Um, so what what are some maybe challenges you're seeking uh, starting in York as opposed to somewhere that's more maybe friendly or to the arts? Um, I mean it, it is tough um, in a sense getting people to care. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it's tough just nowadays anyways, I think most anywhere you go, getting people to give, um, their full attention to artists, whether you're talking about stuff being cut in schools or whatnot, you know, um, we kind of are in a career line where people don't always take us seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why, you know, going back to something Amber said, like it, this whole listening room atmosphere where people are actually coming out to listen to the music has been awesome. It's like, Oh, wait a minute. This, we have a good spot to build on. So while there's still that challenge of bringing people in to check it out, at least we're starting off good that there are some people starting to. So I think that's been our biggest issue so far. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can't really say that I feel like we've faced any issues. I feel like it's kind of just been more of like teeny tiny little hiccups of like, oh, well, we'll just do this then. Yeah. You know, it, it's not really been anything much of a challenge, honestly. It's been a joy to get yeah. to bring these artists uh, the exposure that they deserve and continue to like try and help them to be able to network with each other and open more doors for not only myself, but also everybody that, you know, hasn't been seen since we started doing this. We have gotten to know so many amazing people and they're becoming our friends. And it's, it's great because like we didn't know half the talent that is in this area before we started doing this. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, uh, how have things grown? How do you want to grow? And what are some things that you want to be able to do in the future? Um, well, I say pro definitely the one exciting thing for me in showing our growth is the fact of like when we really started getting people coming to us 
mm. and wanting to be a part of it. Like, you know, like I said, our first month we handpicked people. About probably like the second month, we were still like reaching out to people that we knew. Like we had uh, Dave Gates was one of our performers for our, the second one, and and we uh, we met him in the past when he and Amber uh, played a, a gig. And, um, you know, so we, we knew he was talented, but he and so he, we knew he was somebody that we could reach out to and talk to about this. But then, like, when we started getting people coming in and being like, hey, I heard about you through this person or I heard about you through like saw this post or like this. And we're like, uh, I, I know for me, I had that moment was like, oh, my God, we're, we're something. Um, we're famous. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so seeing that growth was nice. Um, we, we've talked about like down the line looking at um expanding out and like taking this on the road a little bit maybe doing one in Lancaster or Harrisburg or something and and we've had other venues uh talk to us about it um like expanding but right now we we want to get a nice foothold at Gift Horse get a nice foothold just um a good fan base so we can take it on the road and have people follow us around mm-hmm. um so is this a ticketed event or? No, it's uh, completely free. You know, it's just, you know, come show up, have a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, like um, as we move outside, we got our outside venue uh, with Gift Tours because they have this nice, big, beautiful outdoor area. Um, and it's it's just going to be a blast out there. We're, we're also hoping to be able to expand the more that we hear about more artists and have it be more standardized kind of like the way it is in Nashville Mm -hmm. in the sense of like there's four artists on the stage and each one plays a song and they play through like three songs in a row whereas right now the way we kind of have to do it because of space inside we're only doing one artist up yeah so we're we're hoping to be able to do like an hour of four artists and then another hour of four artists, and then maybe like a headliner or two. Interesting. The last hour, and because what we currently do is we'll do um, each artist gets to do about three songs for fifteen minutes, and um, we typically have about five artists, and usually the fifth one is a headliner who does about five songs. So, and the important thing to note with. Uh, home is where the art is. It's not just us bringing in local artists. We're bringing them in to do their own original music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's really trying to help spotlight people who, um, you know, like they, these artists get to play the music that they love playing. Obviously, that's why they did it. Uh, they created these songs. So help spotlight them um, for like for that talent. We want them to be able to tell their stories their way. Exactly. Um, a lot of artists, you know, they'll, when you're performing, I'm sure you know this, when you're performing covers, everybody's singing along, but the second you start playing an original at a typical gig, everybody kind of like just stops listening. So we're trying to change that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what's going to be happening that, uh, this coming Thursday. Is it this coming Thursday? Yeah, it this is. coming Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, every third Thursday of the month, so that brings us up April 20th. Um, we are, we the artists we have booked, uh, Tommy B, Cody Ross. Love Smith. Tommy B. Oh, uh, wow, that's two of the people that I've had. And yeah. I know Jake Mace is going there, too. Yeah, we uh, he was our headliner for March, and we have him again later on in the summer. Uh, oh, okay. He's coming back. Um, yeah, we have uh, Jess Pasolek. Um, we'll be performing on Thursday as well. And then, uh, we have Amber. Um, I know Amber. Yeah. So <laughs> see, we have th- three fourths of, uh, our lineup this month is going to, you know, people straight from, from you. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Like, did you find them out through me? Oh no. Like, I was going to say, I was going to say, that'd, that'd be incredible. <laughs> no finder's fee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're free to go through all my, my catalog and steal whoever you want. Yeah. <laughs> We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh-huh. We may take you up on that offer. <laughs> yeah, because we want to be as inclusive as possible with this, you know, bring in people and, you know, um, it's just awesome the network that we've been able to build so far. Because um, another way that this kind of uh, kicked off is uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Zach Blessing. He's part of the acoustic duo Blessing and Fowler. Yeah. Um, last year at the CPMAs, he and Amber were talking and it was funny. He's a great guy. One of the most genuine people you'll ever meet. 
and he just like um despite how crowded it was he like saw amber from a distance and they like connect, like connected on uh instagram a couple of times but never met in person and he's just like amber is that you and like came <laughs> like running over gave me uh, this great big hug yeah it, he, awesome. um, and he was uh it was funny because he was like you know i have been trying to get out and see you perform but you know we're always performing against each other at different venues and everything mm. and you know so it's tough for artists to see other artists oh absolutely so this is one opportunity for that to happen and to build this networking community mm-hmm. um you know because what, what i've always said about like uh the arts you know i've said of course specifically about like with my acting but it, it spans into musicians as well it's like uh we for whatever reason we chose a career path where we are vulnerable like at our most vulnerable and we throw it to people that we don't know you know our audiences and a lot of times that's met with criticism um you know it's but and it's like so we throw our deepest most vulnerable parts out there for criticism we don't need to be competing against each other if we're doing Mm. that like we're we're all in this together you know and you know I'll, i'll admit since the first time that i had started acting 10 years ago like I've had that shift in my brain of like looking at people at auditions all like side eyed like hmm. <laughs> all of you, but uh, you know. But I, I've learned over the years that it's a learning opportunity for me. If I get the role that I wanted, great, that's awesome. Now I got to live up to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I don't, if I get a different role, okay, well that's a chance for me to grow and do something out of you know that I'm not used to. Um, and it's just regardless of what the outcome is, it's not the other actor's fault. No, it's not. So, you know, and that's, you know, where we want to build this community to have people, you know, work together. Um, and, and we've even, like, started with that. Like, I, I'm forgetting who it was, but there was somebody that reached out to us about, like, hey, I have these, like, uh, open mics going on if you want to spread the word about this. Like, mm. if anybody's interested <clears throat> or, like, um, even with, like, Amber talking about uh, upcoming albums that she wants to work on and talking about collaborating with other artists with doing like uh, having their instrumentals or singing part of it. So it's, we just want to build a nice supportive community. Yeah. One thing that we do when we have artists be a part of what we're doing, we tell them, please tag us in your upcoming releases. We may not always see it, but if there's something you want us to share, tag us so that we can share it and um it's really cool we've had a public house at the markets in hanover they uh i think it's tvj photography yeah he's been tagging us in everything that he posts about that and it's awesome because we get to see that and we're like oh we want to go like check that out sometime still have not gotten a chance to do that but we want to (laughs) so um it's great to have people bringing stuff to our attention so that we can continue to help the community more. Absolutely. Especially in this day of like social media algorithms and stuff where, you know, things are fed to you instead of, you know, what you're supposed to actually want to see. Exactly. Uh, The only way to to see something is if people tag you. And and this goes for the story podcast too. If you, if you're local and have anything you want me to see or, or me to like go to or reach out to tag me. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm not going to see it. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And and the other part with building this community, and this is something that we've been um, really making sure that we do a good job of, is we want to promote people's music too. So like if people have an album release or a song release or stuff like that, like we went to Olivia Farabo's album release yes. uh, the other weekend. Um, we, uh, when we were talking with Devix at the after party, he told us about a song that he had just got done and released that night, actually. Feeling um, Good, I think it was called. Was it Feeling Good? Um, or no, Electric Feel. Yeah, Electric Feel. Um, so it's like, you know, we have, uh, we, we start promoting this stuff too, because it is local artists doing their thing, like their original music, which, you know, obviously falls right in line with what we do live, but we don't want to just have it be only live. We wanted to, you know, because not everybody is able to come to our uh, songwriters rounds. Um, you know, we've we've had several artists that we've talked to. They're like, I literally work every Thursday evening. I'm so I would love to be a part of this. And it's like, we, we don't want it to turn to think, oh, well, you can't be, come to our thing. Well, all right. Good luck. Like, no, we, that's not building a community. So that's why, you know, we're very big about wanting to promote other people's stuff. And, um, you know, whether they're touring, song, you know, anything. So, 
No. So, <clears throat> when do you think you'll be able to get to that Na- Nashville singer-songwriter kind of thing? Do you think it's coming soon, or is that still a ways off for you guys? We are... You mean, like, where it's, like, for artists? Yes. Yeah. We are hoping by the summer. Yeah. Um, We would love everybody's help with that <laughs> like if you are a local artist who writes your own music yes i am promoting ourselves right now please reach out to us because the more people we have that we can book for this summer the more that's going to give us that opportunity to be able to get to that level where can people do that at? uh you can go to our instagram page we don't have a website yet so we're still working out all the kinks, but if you go to home is where the art is PA on Instagram and click click on the link tree. Yeah, I'm not talking right. <laughs> click on the link tree in our bio. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and there is a link, uh, a button that says submit to be a part of our next songwriters round. Please click that and fill out that form and we will be in touch. Definitely. Yeah. I also believe the link is in the description below. And if it's not, it will be there. Awesome. This. So Yay. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're getting me excited now. <laughs> so what else? Uh, what are some things that people can expect for, for the summer? Do you guys give out details beforehand or is it hush hush? Um, I mean, it's basically we're, we're just trying to provide the best experience for everybody possible, for the artists, for the venue, for uh, the uh, audience to come in, hang out. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, like I said, it's been awesome inside. Um, but even Mick and Jason, they're like, oh, we can't wait for this to get outside. Yeah. And, you know, and, it's, and it is exciting because it gives an opportunity because we're um, basically right in the heart of. Uh, York City, we're a block away from the square in York City. We get a lot of foot traffic down that area still because we're, you know, right by the Appel Center and everything. So, um, you know, getting outside, having music being played through the streets of York, you know, it's it, it's always a good thing, you know, because we've experienced that in the past. There, there's there been times, literally, um, I forget, it was somebody, I think it was the J.C. Fisher Band, the one day we were just downtown randomly and then we heard, them playing, we like we're a block away. We heard them play, and we're like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, we're going there because we want to see them perform." Yeah. And so, just kind of trying to bring that, and um, you know, keep keep uh, keep building because you know a lot of the people that we've booked so far, they've never been to Gift Tours mm. or like Gift Tours hasn't like if they've heard of them, they haven't gotten in touch with them like for one reason or another. Um, but like you know, it's funny after like every one that we've done so far. Like uh, Mick and Jason are just always like, you know, on top of just being supportive of everybody. They're just like, you're great. We'd love to have you here. Like, you know, we want to like yeah. see this. So it's it's a way to help expand and open doors for people all around. Yeah. So. Uh, another thing that I want to mention, too, that um, I'm looking I personally myself am looking forward to once we hit the summer Um when we created this, I didn't want it to just be a songwriter's round in the sense of if you wanted to network, you had to like, okay, let me backtrack. <laughs> I have extreme social anxiety. Mm. I'm working on it, so I'm getting better, but I have a very hard time walking up to people and starting a conversation if people walk up to me and start a conversation, it's usually a little bit easier for me. I'm very awkward at first, but then I can, you know, get with it, get yeah. into the flow. I, I'm so much better communicating through my music than I am through talking. Mm. <clears throat> and for other artists that have the, those same insecurities as me, I wanted to be able to create something that we have called a socials table. Um, which is a place where you can specifically go afterwards, which is kind of away from the music. We take a 15-minute break in between um, time slots so that the artists have time to network without background noise distracting them. That's a huge thing for me is background noise just causes so much anxiety. And um, we wanted to be able to make sure that there was an opportunity for them to actually have decent conversations in a safe space. So um, that's something that we've had a little bit of a challenge doing because of the 
tight quarters inside. Um, but I'm really looking forward to being able to have a bigger socials table outside and have like the artists bios up there and their um, merch and their business cards and just have it be a lot more of a really cool experience. So. So. Uh, what are some guests that you uh, singer songwriters that you would highly recommend to others if you could give top three? Oh, you mean uh, of people that we've booked that you've had on? Oh, it, it's tough because it, it there's just so They're all, much ta- yeah. like talent in the area, and it's so diverse too. Yeah, you know, like it, it really depends on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we. We have people that, you know, looking like um, like Casey Walton is a great example. Somebody she's traveled all over Pennsylvania. You know, she's consistently nominated with the CPMA. She I know she won last year and everything like, you know, and she she's a really great down home person, great voice, incredible talent. Um, and then we have like other people like uh, there's a friend of ours who was a part of our February one, Brenda Brune, who she doesn't g- get out there as much because of her job. She's a teacher, and, yeah. but she's incredibly talented, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm a sucker for like a Spanish guitar sa- kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And she has that like her song Fire it was incredible. It was fire. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I was trying to avoid the pun, but <laughs> sorry, um, I went there. Yeah, <laughs> You kids. But um. You know, no, it's just we've had such a wide range of talent. Like, it's impossible to pick. And, you know, and, and I'm really happy with the wide range because, like I said earlier, we want to be very inclusive. We want to have a great diversity of music. And, um, you know, and, and we're not doing this just for, like, the, you know, the quote-unquote big-time stars in the area. Like, you know, obviously we, we want to bring in as much talent as possible, but this is also not, you know, for just the seasoned veterans, like, you know, we if if you're newer to this, we're we're still, you know, want you to be a part of this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, how do you like how do you grow? You network and you get to you know, learn from other people. Um and I know like Amber had mentioned this um with her podcast uh, with you from uh earlier in the week, like Olivia Farabo was a huge influence for her. Um and how did that happen? She got out there and saw Olivia play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that you know if you're newer, come join us. If you're a veteran, come join us. You know, a gift horse, I, I've always talked about it as, like, again, like we were saying about how great the people are there. It's a place that you can come bring a song that you've never played for anybody else, and you could play it there, and you will not get judged for it whatsoever. Yeah. You could, like, if you have a high note in it and you botch the high note, nobody's going to care. Right. We're there to support you with it. Right. You know, you could flub lines, whatever it is. Like, it, it's, a, it's a good, safe space for everybody. Just come out, have fun, experiment with your music. And in answer to your question about, like, who do you recommend, like, top three or whatever, all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we have literally not had a artist that after they performed, we were sitting there like, Oh, we're not going to book them again. No, like it's, they're, it's, they're been, the, it's all... been the exact opposite. In fact, it's just been like, what, how soon can I see you? Like, <laughs> yeah. how soon can I, can we see you again? Because like we're we're we've been blown away, honestly. Because yeah. like with, with our um, submission form and everything, we asked for like a video, like, hey, give us an example of what you do. So for the most part, unless we know, like, have seen the artist personally, we're going off of one song of just like their background and. Every single time, it's just been like, oh, man, yeah, they're great. Like, you know, they're they're fantastic. Like, we want them back again. And, you know, and it's just awesome to see. It just shows to the talent that's in this area. Yeah. What else do you want to say about it? Um, no, I mean, I guess just, yeah, keep coming out. Keep supporting us because the more that we have people come out and support us, support the artists, the bigger this thing is going to grow. And um, the more of a spotlight that we get on these people that absolutely deserve it. Um, so, yeah, it's every third Thursday. Um, you know, so we got April 20th. Um, then uh, a kind of a unique thing coming up for uh, May because uh, we're going on just a few days after Mother's Day. And so part of what our May lineup is going to be is we're going to have a bit of a youth showcase um, with that. So mm-hmm. we have uh, – 
Faith Noel and Alex Lee Warner performing for us that night. Love those guys. Yeah, so we're, we're incredibly excited about that. Got to get um, Addie Grace out there, too. Yeah, we've been in touch with her. So, yeah, no, she's fantastic. There's a lot of incredible talent. So we're, we're just excited um, for everybody. But, yeah, so. Is there some more stuff you want to do like that, like like specific themed or, or we've kicked the idea around about things. Um, you know, we kind of, I know in uh, February because um, I think we went on it was February seventeenth. Um, so just a few days after Valentine's, uh, Amber specifically made her set that night all love songs. They were all about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I don't think. Because we're trying to, like, avoid um, giving people, you know, that scared moment, that scare tactic of, oh, well, they're doing this theme this month and they booked me for it, but I don't have any songs that I wrote about that. I only have these three songs that I've written in my entire life and they have nothing to do with that theme. So yeah. we, we're we trying to avoid... Um, scaring people away in that sense <laughs> because we want to just let everyone know that it's a safe space to share whatever they want to share yeah so it's not really like um oh well it's april it's time to play music about bunnies and easter <laughs> and the the love of jesus you know it's 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 show us your heart show yeah. us what means the most to you and what you are most proud of yeah we don't want to put any confines on anything so. yeah. well <clears throat> if you want to check them out please go over to home is where the art is pa on instagram yep. and you have a facebook page too right yeah it's the same handle there yeah yeah and um i don't know if this is appropriate but we do like accept donations live in person to help us continue to grow because obviously it costs money to get a Facebook page and a website. Not a, a website. Yeah, website. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we do have hopes to to grow. Um, the home is where the art is. Um, like further with like sound equipment and things like that. And so. especially if musicians are volunteering their time to be a part of it. Absolutely. And yes. they are. So yeah. uh, feel please tip them if you're <laughs> coming out to the shows, you know, yeah. they, they deserve everything. <laughs> you know, a lot of projects like this and kind of me here too, is it's all artists volunteering. We're not, uh, we're not at a point where we can pay each other yeah. to, right. to do stuff. Um, but we want to get there. Yes, exactly. the goal. The goal is always to get there, and we can't do that without donations first, at least. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and that's exactly where it is for us. You know, like we're, like we're happy to right now be able to fund what we need to with this mm -hmm. um, out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that, that's entirely what it's been for us so far. Um, and uh, but you know, hey, it, it's what how you start growth. Yeah, but, you got to invest in yourself first. Exactly. But if you want to be able to support them and what they do, please go out to their performance, April 20th. Yep. From 6 to 8 p.m. at Gift Horse Brewing Company in York. Well, we're going to take a, a little bit of a break here, and um, we're going to play one of my songs for, for there we go. the first time in a while, actually. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played one of my songs on this show. We should book you. Yeah, um, I was going to say, is this your audition? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a good singer. This is a, this is a, a love of uh, auto-tunes. <laughs> but this is a song I wrote back in 2020 when everything was happening, and oh, yeah. it's just, just a reminder of God and how he remains while other things do not. Speak, you are there right beside me. When all hope is lost and I can't bear the cost, you are there paying it for me. And when things turn to dust and there's nothing to trust, you are there honest to me. Clear who you're meant to be You are my strength 
And that was my song, You Remain. You can find that, I believe it's on Spotify. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. So now we're going to go into a time of interviewing Dan, because he also does some music stuff. And if you're a, a music person, music theater person or whatever, just so happens to maybe own a theater or run a theater. <laughs> Shane, if you're watching. <clears throat> We'd love to have you on the show. Um so tell me, when did the music bug hit you, or the acting bug, as it were, hit uh, you? Um, honestly, it was out of college. Um, you know, I <laughs> I never would have expected that I would get into this world um, when I was a kid because I grew up as a consummate jock. I was I was like that annoying kid that was like, I, I first time I pick up a sport, I'm one of the best people on the field um, except basketball. I was, <laughs> I was terrible at basketball, um, but You're not yeah. Tall enough. <laughs> But no, I um, sports was my life growing up. Um, but then my body eventually gave out on me in a lot of ways, like knees and back and everything um, from a young age. So sports kind of became an afterthought. Um, mm. College uh, went through college and everything. Um, and I was about a year out of college when uh, my cousin actually um, he was working with uh, this Shakespeare company in Dover, uh, out in New York, and he said to me, he's like, "Hey, Dan." we need somebody to play a soldier. You don't have any lines. You just got to stand there and look intimidating. And I'm like, I, I guess I can do that. <laughs> uh, I guess. I literally threw up before the first show. Really? Like, I literally, so it was, it was a really neat venue. It was Shakespeare in the barn was the deal with it. And I remember running off into the woods Right before the show and throw it up. I was so nervous because uh, I'd never done it. I was just, I was always like that really quiet kid. I literally, in high school, 
grew my hair out, not quite the way it is now, um, but like where it would come down in the front so it could hide my eyes. Emo kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so I could also sleep in class and not get in trouble. Mm. But, um, you know, so. Smart kid. <laughs> yeah, I had my moments. Um so acting, it's been about 10 years, and it's just been, like I said, I started with a little soldier role, uh, didn't have any lines really. Um, then like two shows later, they cast me as Oberon in mm. Midsummer Night's Dream. And it, it was all extra weird for me because I couldn't stand Shakespeare in high school. Um, right. You know, it was just like, ugh. Shakespeare, please go like throw a football or something. Well, <laughs> I, I'm literally in the point in my life where I've done over 40 Shakespeare shows. Um, so, and I have like a whole new appreciation for it. Um, so, yeah, and it just kind of took off from there. I did Shakespeare for six years straight. Um, and then eventually kind of started getting into film and TV a little bit. Yeah, so tell me about the process. You went from being deathly scared of of being on stage with no lines, and yet here you are. You've played Macduff and and <laughs> Hamlet, and you've been doing our Macbeth rather not Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I don't know who in the audience might not. How can you mix those up? Um, no, actually, funny enough, I have played Hamlet though too. Um, <laughs> there you go. You played yeah, the main character. Oh, why? How do you how do you get over that? Um, I just kind of had to deal with it. That's um, it was <laughs> um, like literally the second show that I ever did. The first one was speaking lines. I remember going to the director and um, on the audition sheet, I said like when it said roll size, I said mm. like less than 20 lines, please. Um, <laughs> and in the middle of the audition, the director is like, uh, his name is Billy. Um, Billy's like, so Dan, it says less than 20. How do you feel about 40? I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Well, then I end up getting cast, and it was over 60 lines, a quarter of which were in Latin, and I was playing an 80-year-old man. So it was a little bit of like a baptism by fire. I just had to deal with it. And um, I think kind of getting through that really helped build that confidence of like, uh, okay, I think I can do this. And then just kind of building more and more into – whatever roles I got. So, and so you also do set design too. Uh, yeah. So, um, about, I think about six years ago, uh, six, seven years ago, I, uh, stumbled backwards into set building. Um, backwards. Yeah. I, um, not forwards. <laughs> no, cause I had no intention of ever doing set building. I was not a power tools guy growing up. <laughs> you're a sports guy yeah yes. like that's you know that, that was my world um but i was casting a show with a weary arts group in york um it was, they were doing a soldier's play and at the time um i was my day job uh was technically more of a night job i was working uh i was a college football scout and so yeah <laughs> didn't expect that did you not to lead into a set designer now <laughs> um so i would work at night watching all the game films so during the day i was free and my friend was not only the lead in the show but he was also the tech director oh. and he's like dan i know you're not doing anything during the day can you help i'm like i don't know what i'm doing he's like i'll teach you don't worry first time i picked up an impact gun i'm trying to use it and i'm like it's not working he's like well yeah you have it in neutral oh <laughs> Okay, but I, he taught me a lot during that build. Um, then I started working, um, you know, volunteering my time for, with uh, Dream Rights out in New York, uh, helping with building sets there because I still didn't have anything to do during the day. Um, and um, then eventually I found an ad for uh, the Fulton Theater was looking for people to help out. Um, but funny enough, I originally went there to be part of stage crew. Um but my theater schedule with my own acting interfered way too much with being able to help backstage with them. So they kicked me over to the shop, um, and that's when I got working there. And um, it's been an incredible time over there. I've, I've loved it over there. I've learned so much. And it's, it's all skills I never expected to ever learn. Um, and I've been there for about six years now, five, six years, something like that. Um, and 
then late last year, I got the opportunity to build sets at the Belmont Theater in New York mm. um, as like the primary set builder there. Um, and that's been awesome working with uh, the people there. Um, even the uh, the former set builder, uh, Joel, he's come in, like still helped out a bit. And I've still been learning from him and just, kind of, you know, it's just been a really awesome experience. So, uh, and we kind of talked about this last night at at uh, Amber's show. But what's one of the funniest or worst things that ever happened to you on stage? Oh, there there is <laughs> so many. Um, you know, uh, thankfully the story about the first time I ever acted was not on stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think one of the funny moments was we did a show called Titus Andronicus. Uh, it's kind of like Shakespeare's uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um, but uh, there was um, the one scene where my two brothers in the show were being led uh, led off stage uh, by these guards. Uh, so they're led out of the barn and down the – it was a stone pathway down out, out of the barn. And I would jump up onto the ramp that was the pathway and jump at the guards to try to save my brothers. And they would just, like, launch me backwards to – you know, be like, no, get out of here. And then I would go stumble back on stage to go do my scene. I don't know if I just really annoyed the guards that night before the show because that night they launched me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a big guy, and they really heave-hoed me. And I landed on the stones. Um, I ended up cutting my hand, cutting my leg up and everything. Oh. I, I remember picking my uh, the sword up and staggering in on stage. And I'm standing there as uh, the other guy is doing his lines. And um, also I just hear in the front row this little kid, wow, that looks so real. Look at the sword. And I look, and there's just like a nice what? little stream of blood going down the sword. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow, that looks so real. And it was funny because it was almost like foreshadowing because later on in that exact scene, the guy playing my father he, the, that character, his hand gets cut off. Oh, no. <laughs> so for real, for real. No. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that <laughs> no, so I was real. the most realistic. <laughs> um, no, there. So there have been a lot of fun, crazy stories um, with the acting. Um, so many that you know, I'm going to end up forgetting right, like, to be able to tell. But um, speaking of forgetting, Amber, I think you forgot one of yours. <laughs> yeah, I did. You want, you want to? You want me to tell? You want to let the world know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the other day when I was on the podcast, I was kind of nervous. So I was like in my head and not really like when you asked me the question of, um you know, what's the the worst experience or most embarrassing experience you've ever had while performing? I didn't quite think of the right one. Like, I thought of one. You but, did. And yeah, I was able did. to tell you guys one. <laughs> but, um, but not the one. <laughs> not the one. So, so um, yeah. When I first started out, um, I'd say it was like in 2016 or 2017, performing – um, <laughs> I had this gig, it was outside and I was in the blazing hot sun, the direct sun. And I was thinking back then, you know, well, I have to prove that I'm, I'm good and that I'm willing to like perform for three hours straight with no break. So I did that. <laughs> in the blazing hot sun in the middle of the summer and um i was so close to getting through the full three hours i was like i was at my second to last song before i was ready to wrap the performance up and i just remember feeling nauseous and lightheaded and i'm playing my guitar and i just slowly stop playing put the guitar down and then I just walk over and sit down without saying anything. And my parents are rushing over to me like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I don't feel good. And this guy who was really, really nice. I felt so bad. 
he came up to me and he was like, you know, it takes a lot of courage to get up there and perform. And he said, I'm really proud of you. You did a great job. And in the process of him saying really nice, sweet things to me, I just vomited. (laughs) (laughs) I felt horrible. I actually felt better. (laughs) I felt horrible (laughs) that that happened Um, because he was being nice and trying to encourage me that it was going to be an okay day. But as soon as that happened, he was like gone. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was... That was my lesson to never perform for three hours without a break ever again. <laughs> Always drink water, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was drinking a ton of water. Oh, really? I just was... Just exhausted, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I, I, wow. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oh, back to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> get, get back to the, the pretty yeah. one. But, uh, no, I mean, I think what you were referring to the story I was telling you last night with uh, I was in a performance of Macbeth. Here in Lancaster, it was at the Ware Center with uh, People's Shakespeare Project. Um, and uh, I was playing Macduff. And for the first time in my acting career to that point, I was sick for a performance. And I, I cut it close in the past before. Um, funny enough, actually, the first time I was ever in Macbeth, I'd had, I lost my voice uh, the day before we opened. But Great. I never drank so much hot tea and honey in my life. Uh, but got it back enough for opening. But um, but no, with that production, I had 102 fever. Um, we had actually only had two days of tech because we had like a snowstorm uh, come through. As you do? Yeah, back when Pennsylvania had snow. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I literally, to this day, I have memory of only one of the five performances, uh, four or five performances of that show. Um, and it was, it was wild because, um, I think the way that I related it to you last night was there was an episode of family guy where Stewie says something about like, um, I was talking to Martin Scorsese and I asked him, Marty, 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 what is our, uh, what is my, uh, motivation for this? And Marty told me, he's like, it doesn't matter what your motivation is. It's what is your character's motivation? And I kind of like lived that in that moment with that show because it was one of those things like. Yeah, Dan is sitting here with 102 fever, sweating bullets, looking like a ghost, and hacking a lung up. But I never once coughed on stage when I went on as Macduff. I was like, okay, so Dan is sick. Macduff's fine. Macduff's got to deal with all this stuff. He's got to deal with Macbeth. He's got to deal with everybody else in Scotland. He doesn't have time to be sick. Dan, yeah, no, Dan Dan can, like... Dan's dead. Dan's dead. <laughs> like, like, somebody resurrect him before his next scene, but, yeah, let him go Let him go die. And um, and it, it was crazy. Because, five minutes for death. Yeah. He's got to be back on stage. <laughs> like, um, so it, it was crazy. You know, it was an awesome cast that I worked with. They were all really supportive during it. Um, but they were also, like, several of them, including uh, my friend Tim, who was playing Macbeth, they were like, how are you doing this? Like... I don't know. I'm just coming out here and yelling at all y'all, and <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of adrenaline. And yeah, and then after the show, you just oh yeah, no, I was passed out after those shows. I barely remember anybody who came to see me. Like I have vague memories of like Same. I think I talked to people after the show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so it's yeah, been a lot of interesting stories. <laughs> So what are some things that you still want to do as an actor or maybe, maybe even as a set designer? What are some shows that you still want to be a part of? Um, well, when it comes to Shakespeare, my dream role is Henry V. Um, I'd love to play that someday. Um, I've even joked about, like, I'll get shot in the face with an arrow if it means that. Because, I mean, that's what, what happened to him historically. Right, right, right. <laughs> but um, I don't approve. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just kind of want to keep um, – Growing and figuring out what more I can do with this because I've I've played a very wide range of roles, um, and and what's generally funny for people is like if you know me in person, you know I'm generally a pretty goofy, upbeat kind of guy. Most of the roles that I play are very serious, dramatic roles, um, and you know, and, and I don't mind being typecast into stuff like that because it's like okay, instead of looking at the negative, like oh, this is all I'm getting able to play, it's like. I'm no. getting work. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, 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 even beyond that, it's like, okay, they're recognizing that I'm this good at oh, being this yeah, type yeah. of person. Um, sometimes that's, you know, there have been jokes of me because uh, especially before I grew my hair out, because literally before COVID, 
I had hair shorter than yours. Like I was, you know, kept a pretty uh, short haircut. Um, but uh, I, I got cast uh, a string of castings in about a two year span of, you know, like I was the lead SS officer in the diary of Anne Frank. Mm. And I was handpicked for that too. Um, <laughs> wow. um, yeah. Like the director, what, what, an, what an honor. Yeah. The director <laughs> came to me specifically for that. Um, then That's I was, so I was in a short film where, uh, the director, the casting call was looking for bad cop. And I'm like, okay, I get to do an interrogation scene. I'll, I'll submit for this. Uh, I talked to the director briefly. He's like, okay, uh, we'll talk tonight. When I called him later that night, he had already cast me because he looked at my profile, like my Facebook profile. And he's like, you just have the look of what I'm looking for. Well, it turned out bad cop was racist cop who shot a black kid for being black. I'm like, oh, thank you for, I, I guess I look like a racist. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, but there were several roles like that that I got, and I, and a lot of them people were coming to me. Like there was a movie that's uh, just making the rounds now in the area uh, called eighteen oh five that I was a part of. The only role I have in the movie is I'm like the grunt for the slave owner in it, and I drag a slave girl away by the hair. I was called in specifically for that because I have a background with stage combat and um, physicality and stuff. But also my and my friend who cast me for it, she's like. Dan, I also know you're a giant teddy bear, so mm. I need you for this. And, you know, despite, like, you know, of course, there are jokes made about it. There's comments that can be made about playing roles like that. But, um, you know, in most cases, anyways, those roles have a purpose. Yeah. And oh, somebody needs to play them. Absolutely. And especially if you want to go into, like, you know, the racist cops or, or the SS officer. Yeah. It's history. Yeah, exactly. It it doesn't matter, uh, and I I am so passionate about this because <laughs> yeah. it, it gets so ridiculous that you're not going to blame somebody for playing a role that existed at one point in time. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing because you know, um, specifically I noticed this because it was a theater production and you see the audience. But like when I was in Anne Frank, um, like me and the two other actors who played the Nazis, we didn't do a, we we talked amongst ourselves. We didn't do a curtain call for that show. Because uh, for anybody who's ever seen it, the show ends very powerfully. Uh, it's this beautiful, sad uh, monologue by Otto Frank, uh, basically summing up everything that dad, happened. Yeah, dad. yeah. And uh, the guy that we had playing that role, Jack Hartman, he did an incredible job with it. Um, and we didn't want it to be one of those things where it's like everybody in the audience is crying, and then oh, how come the Nazis again? Yeah, um, right. So, <laughs> but but we did go out into the lobby to where. Um, they the audience can see us and of course a lot of the comments we got with that was oh you guys were bad we didn't like you and we're like huh, i'm glad you didn't like us uh, <laughs> that's the point, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> but um th there was a large contingent probably the second largest contingent of anybody was people just side-eyeing us or not coming near us and Bro, that's so dumb yeah and it's like you know the one way i can look at it in the positive is like okay i did such a good job Right, that that's fair. They think I'm that scary and they don't want anything to do with me. I'm fine with that. But no, it does take um yeah, you, you have to dissociate the people from the role. Yeah, um, and that's that's with anything, really. Exactly. And uh because if we can't do that, we can't have those kind of plays and guess what happens again? The history repeats itself, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It it's it opens up for conversation. It opens up for conversation. I mean, and some of the greatest works have the, you know, the sound of music Yeah, ha has that imagery inside of it. It's a great show, movie, whatever you whatever it is. Yeah. It's great. It doesn't mean that whoever's playing that Nazi role is a Nazi. Exactly. So, and it, it's taken a lot of, you know, um, with it, I, I actually had a really good understanding of that early on. It wasn't anything that I needed to adjust to or that um, it was just right. something, it's just like, Look, it, it's something that's needed for this. And if I'm being cast as this, then it, it falls on me to do the best job to respect what the role is there for. Yeah. It's and, a, it's just like ragtime, right? Yeah. Have you seen ragtime? I've actually never had, but I, like, I've heard <gasps> things with it. <laughs> it's a really good issue to see ragtime. Uh, they use uh, extreme racist language in there. But the mm -hmm. point is, is that it, it drives the characters to a certain extent. It you can't have, uh, you can't have a person going maniac unless they were treated, uh, 
such so unjust unjustly that they were forced to go that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and that's honestly what uh, serves theater, the story. Yeah, theater and film. It, it's it's a way to show people stories that they haven't experienced. Yeah, and you know, and that's um, got a, a little tangent with that because um, we were joking about this before the show. But like with the amount of Shakespeare that I've done, um, you know. In America, like in my opinion, anyways, um, we have this like very high hoity-toity. opinion. Yeah, it's a very high hoity-toity opinion of Shakespeare, and you know, and like a lot of the stuff, uh, stuff is good. Like it has its place <laughs> in literary history. There's um, a reason why Shakespeare is Shakespeare. Yeah, um, but a lot of it, like there, it's a lot of flowery language that people don't necessarily understand, um, and, um, and a lot of it's crude humor. There is a lot of crude humor. Um, with it and but also on top of it um, you know and, and this is where I, I've literally gotten to debate slash arguments with people whether they were directors or somebody that I've worked with where they focus on you know such as like Shakespeare's famous for the pentameter and mm-hmm. you know ba 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 like that's how you're supposed to deliver your lines and for me it's like no like not in, not in today you know we're in the year 2023 you know, we're like several hundred years removed from when Shakespeare wrote this stuff. Um, the job as an actor is to present a story. And if the people I'm presenting the story to don't get that, they don't understand they don't what's understand being Shakespeare. said, they sure as heck don't care if I'm saying it in da 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 da. And it's so. Unless you're like, like the. Shakespeare Historical Society, where you have to do it like that. Yeah. It's not the point. Not, not the average Joe is going to understand. They're going to a theater to see Shakespeare because Shakespeare, you know, is popular. Yeah, or or even if they're not, like, you know, if they're just going like, oh, hey, I guess we'll check this out, see what this is about. Like, you know, or, you know, whatever reason brings them in. Like, if they're not understanding what's going on, I might as well be speaking French up there exactly. or Swahili or something. Like, it, 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 I need to be able to present a story. Um yeah. <laughs> you know, we're kind of running out of time here, so I'm going to ask one more question. All uh, right. Two more questions, actually. And because uh, I asked Amber this before, what is worship to you? Um, it, It's about finding a way to connect and bring bring an understanding to your life, bring a, bring a uh, you know, a, a vision to what is going on around you and – just kind of understanding your heart, your mind, and how it fits in with the way the world works. What is one of the pieces of advice that you would uh, that you have been given that have really changed your life, or one of the pieces of advice that you would like to give others? Um, I would say, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Like that—that that was something that hit me hard um, because. Like little background on me with this. So my dad uh, lost his battle with cancer when I was seven. And it had a huge impact on me. Um, and honestly, from the time that I was seven till probably in my mid-20s, so about a 20-year span, um, I literally didn't cry. Mm. I, I cried one time, and that was when um, I was in college and my mom had a stroke. And... Um, the doctors literally said there was like a 33% chance that she was going to be okay. Um, which, you know, thankfully she is nowadays, you know? Um, but so like I said, in 20 years, I never cried except once. And it was like the worst possible news I could get. Um, and it just kind of was a life lesson as well as an acting lesson. Be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Feel your emotions. Yeah, like they're there for a reason, you mm-hmm. know, and especially they're beneficial as a guy. You know, there's so or, much there's so much talk about like as the, the machismo man yeah, that we the, have to be. Uh, yeah, the toxic masculinity <laughs> behind things. Like, no, nah, no, nah, forget that. Be yourself. Live, love, cry. You know, it's all being part of the human. Exactly. So you know, you, you uh, own it. Own yourself. You know. So yeah, don't be afraid to be vulnerable, um, whether it's. You're an actor who's on stage. You're a musician who's on stage. Whether you're a person in a relationship or... No matter where you are. Yeah, really. whatever it is. Be vulnerable. Because, you know, the people who love and support that, those are the people you want in your life. Yeah, if you, if the person that sees you cry and leaves you, then they don't deserve to be in your life Exactly. Anyway. 
Yeah. Well, that said, go check out Homer's Where the Art Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where people, well, the singers and songwriters are going to be vulnerable with their, vulnerable with their music. Exactly. And uh, you like that segue? There we go. <laughs> um, so that is, you can find them at uh, Home is Where the Art Is PA on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, you can find Amber Nadine. She is her own singer songwriter. You can find her at Amber Nadine music.com or just amarnadine.com amarnadine.com there it is and uh, with all that said my name is Corey Rosen this is the story podcast you can find out all of the things I do I forgot to charge my phone gosh darn it uh, <laughs> <laughs> over at com. that's c-o-r-y-r-o-s-e-n productions.com you can find out more about me tomorrow we have Grant Bryan he is a country singer songwriter and that next day we have Monday, which is a Monday for those who don't know, um, it's Jessica Smucker. She does her own singer song right arounds over at Zotropolis every other month. And then uh, this Friday, we have Javier. He is a really cool blues artist in the area, R&B artist, jazz artist, something like I, I'm blanking on it. But he's a, he's a singer songwriter in the area. He's great. Love him. He's got a really unique band and really unique music, so I'm excited, excited to talk to him about that. And then uh, Sunday, next Sunday, is our own uh, little award show where we have bringing all, uh, a lot of the past guests into one spot. We're giving them a chance to perform, and we're giving it's a big networking opportunity. And we're giving out a little awards that, you know, we feel like, because everyone deserves a little recognition every now and then. There we go. So <laughs> that's that's the point. And we're going to have a one-hour jam session afterwards, so that'll be a lot of fun. With all that said, we you can get check over at our website. We're starting over our singer-songwriter studio, um, which is a uh, the songwriter studio is where we're going to get three to four other artists in the area to come in and sit down and write songs in under an hour. It's a challenge. And... You, if you want to be a part of that in any sort of way, go over to the forums over at uh, Corey Rosen Productions slash podcast. You'll find it there. And we are ramping up our singles and album reviews. So if you have singles, I know you have a new album coming out. And if you'd like it to be reviewed by other artists around the area, you can submit it there. And, you know, the points don't matter, but, you know, we just like to give, <laughs> to give everybody, you know, just a little bit of pointers or, you know, we like that. We don't like that. It's this great album because it tells about blah, 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 whatever. We just like exposing people's music to everyone else. So if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and sign up there, too. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And we will see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>